1: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 140 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. Before we get into the breakdown, just wanted to apologize to everybody for not putting out an episode last week. Uh, just wasn't in the cards. It got super, super busy. Next thing I knew, I looked at the calendar, and it was Thursday, and I did not have anything prepared. I did not have an interview lined up, did not have questions lined up, did not have a script written or anything like that, uh, so just... just couldn't pull one out so I'm sorry about that first time I think in a while that's happened to me uh, so I apologize but I think we got a good show for everybody this week I'm back um, and we'll jump into it by starting off with the breakdown so uh, the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com that's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So Biggest news of the day is that the United States has been awarded the twenty thirty one Men's Rugby World Cup and the twenty thirty three Women's Rugby World Cup. That's huge news, obviously. I, I don't think it can be stated how important this is going to be for rugby in this country. That's ten year, you know nine years from now, something to work towards for the men, eleven for the women, obviously. But some something for you know kids in high school, kids in middle school to look forward to. You know, that's an attainable goal for a lot of people, which is exciting. And even if you're 20 right now, you're just kind of busting into the MLR ranks. Uh, you're one of these crossover guys that just graduated college. This is this is actually an attainable goal to put on your radar. Um, and it's going to be awesome. It's gonna be, you know, it's going to be so much exposure for rugby in this country. Um, I think it could really be rugby's big break in the United States, and I'm super excited for it. It's obviously huge news. I'm so pumped to be able to talk about this today. One thing I know I've talked about on this podcast before so I'm interested in the logistics of this tournament because the Rugby World Cup takes place, you know, September, October. It's right in the middle of football season here in the United States, um, and they obviously need massive stadiums to play matches, and a lot of the massive stadiums in this country are used for football games. So I know if you look at the release, which I'll, I'll talk a little bit about more about when we get to required reading – um, it's, it's talking a lot about MLS stadiums, a lot about NFL stadiums and stuff. There's a lot of, you know, different college stadiums settings as well that could work. Um, so I'm interested in that, how that's going to go. Obviously, those stadiums and those teams that play in those stadiums are worried about making money. That's why you have concerts that take place in the middle of football seasons at football stadiums. Um, so they're obviously not too worried about that, and if they can make it work, they will. It's just going to be, you know, the Broncos are out of town this week. We're going to play at whatever they're calling that stadium in a decade from now, uh, mile high in power field, whatever. Uh, So I'm sure that's how it's going to work. Exciting news for us here in Colorado is that Denver is a host city candidate for either one of these tournaments, which is cool. Really hoping that, that we end up getting, you know, some matches here whether it be for the men's or women's, either one would be awesome. And I'll go ahead and read the other cities that are in the in the running. So we've got Atlanta, Georgia, Austin, Texas, Baltimore, Maryland, Birmingham, Alabama, Boston, Massachusetts, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Denver, of course, Glendale, Arizona, Houston, Texas, Kansas City, Missouri, Los Angeles, California, Miami, Florida, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Nashville, Tennessee, New Orleans, Louisiana, New York slash New Jersey, Orlando, Florida, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Diego, California, San Francisco, Bay Area, Seattle, Washington, and Washington, D.C. When I look at this list, I, I mean, all of these seem you know, realistic possibilities, but I, I just don't see how they can leave Denver out. If you were kind of paying attention like through this process these last few months, Denver was one of the stadiums that everyone went and walked around um i just think denver is going to be you know in the mix and september october that's a beautiful time around denver it's that's kind of when that's my favorite part you know of colorado the year at least right there when september turns into october the weather's beautiful it's not too hot not too cold usually before it starts snowing uh it starts snowing around halloween so it's exciting uh, uh you know there's a lot a lot to build up to obviously we got 10 years so you got to uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves, but it's big news. I'm excited about it. Really hoping to see Denver land a couple of matches, um, and it's awesome. So obviously, this is developing. We've got nine years, eleven years to to really see where this goes. So we'll of course be talking about it as new stuff rolls out. But big day here for Rugby United States, and I'm pumped to be able to record today and talk about it. So it's kind of what's going on with that. We'll go ahead and move into the American Raptors portion of the breakdown. Uh, the Raptors picked up a huge, huge win. I don't know if you're ready for this number if you didn't see it floating around already. Um, but they defeated Seattle Rugby Club 101-12 to last Saturday. Um, and the funny thing about this match is that it was actually close at halftime. Seattle scored a try right before the half, make it 24-12. So they're only down by 12 points at this point. Um, and then American Raptor Daquan Patton stole the momentum back. Uh, gave the Raptors a 33 to 12 lead with a really long try down the touchline, literally right before the half, um, and that gave you know the Raptors 33 12 lead, um, and it was just all downhill from Seattle after that. They were drinking from a fire hose in the second half, um, and in their defense, they took this match on short notice. They took this match with under two weeks time. I'm pretty sure this was supposed to be a different team. Seattle stepped up and. And jumped on a plane. They flew in that very early that morning. That's the what you know the accommodations they could find on such short notice. They were playing at altitude, of course. They're coming up from sea level, Um, and then to top it all off, it was 90 degrees in Denver that day. So they had a lot working against them, and you could just see they ran out of gas right around that 35-minute mark, right before halftime, uh, which was a bummer. So um, you should be appreciative if you watch this match that Seattle even came, because if they didn't there was not going to be a match that weekend from the sounds of it so big ups to them and like i said they played tough for the first half of the match and then you know exhaustion and everything else the altitude and the heat just kind of set in at halftime um and it got ugly there but um you know we should be thankful that they came that we got to watch some rugby that day it was a nice day um and it, it sucks that the score got away from them but uh, Madison Hughes on the broadcast, brought, you know Christian Miles talked a little bit about the spirit of the match was there, right? Like, and then you heard a lot of the American Raptors talking about after the match that those Seattle guys were actually coaching up some of the new guys because there was quite a few playing in this match. So, uh, big day for them. I don't think the Raptors have ever scored a hundred points. Certainly, the American Raptors and the XOs have never scored a hundred points. Um, so, obviously, set new records for themselves in the club. And then they'll turn around and play again this weekend, heading up to Victoria, British Columbia this Saturday to take on Canada West Selects. The match will take place at Shawnigan Lake School in British Columbia at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, from what Rugby Canada released, it sounds like they are bringing two 23-man squads, so they'll have an island selects team and a mainland selects team. And each select side will get 40 minutes against the Raptors, but it will count as one match. So island team play first half, mainland team play, second half, something along those lines. Uh, if you're familiar with UFC fighting or boxing, this is kind of what day boxers and UFC fighters do in their in their fight camp, you know, when they'll do they'll do simulated mat or, you know, bites, right? So there'll be five rounds where you you know, each fighter will go three, five minutes and then they'll switch. So the main fighter is fighting five different people for twenty-five minutes um, that's a fresh person every time. That's that's kind of how this match is going to go. It um, sounds like this place is only accessible by ferry, so it sounds like it's going to be a pretty cool match to attend if you could. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to be streamed. Obviously, we'll keep you posted on that, but I'll provide you with as much info as I can, so I will be texting a few people there at the match. So um, that's kind of what's going on with the American Raptors. I guess another thing I should add, there's been quite a few new players. I think they added six within the last couple of weeks. Um, And I can go ahead and read those off to you. It sounds like they have a few more guys on the pipeline, which is cool. Um, so good to see them keep getting new people in this is kind of like how it's going to go, I think, because the, the season that the Raptors are playing rugby not necessarily line up with the with these guys' availability, right? Like a lot of these guys still have dreams to go to the NFL, still waiting on calls from teams and whatnot. But as NFL teams and CFL teams and USFL teams and eventually XFL teams kind of finalize their roster um, will be about this time that guys, um, you know, realize that might not be in the cards for them uh, right now, and, and they'll look to other options. So um, if you kind of look back, this is this is how it went last year, too. This is where guys like Tommy Medeiros, who's playing in Dallas now, this is when, when he got signed, and um, this is not super uncommon. So the group that came in this week, uh, Fabian Fabian Thames with linebacker at AIC in Boston. Kava, I think he's a Utah guy. I'm not Don't know too much about him. Jarrett Sitton, who was the guest on this podcast, he played football at Ohio Northern, so you'll learn a lot more about Jarrett here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Jeff Pelasuma, who's another Bay Area guy, he's a true rugby guy, Lucas Gramlich this guy is gigantic I think he's six foot nine he weighs over 300 pounds he played on the offensive line at UCLA he also played a little bit of rugby at UCLA um, so that's certainly a guy to keep an eye on and then last but certainly not least we have Tavius Sikora Mathis um, who is a rugby player from Iowa Community College if I'm not mistaken he's another big guy six foot seven um, got some good size to him so uh I'm excited about this group. This group looks like a good batch of guys. Look like they have definitely some size. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing them play. And if hopefully if the match is streamed this weekend, I think from the rosters that I've seen so far, a lot of those guys will be in action. So that's exciting news. That does it for the American Raptors part of this breakdown. Um, So with that, we'll go ahead and move into all of the rugby that you can watch this weekend. And that is brought to you by Wintergreen. So Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, creams, sprays, and soaks are made with Wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils to help soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. All right, we got a ton of rugby to watch this weekend, so we'll go ahead and start off with Major League Rugby Round 15. It's wild to think it's already Round 15; feels like just yesterday. Brendan and I were talking about the season, and the season's almost over now. Um, but we'll starting off on Friday night, we have Rugby ATL at the New England Free Jacks. That's on Friday at 5 p.m. on the Rugby Network. So we get a little Friday night rugby action. On Saturday, we got Dallas Jackals at the Toronto Arrows. That's on Saturday at 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 2. Um, then after that, we got Utah Warriors at the Houston Sabercats on Saturday at 6 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Old Glory D.C. at Nola Gold on Saturday at 6 p.m. on the Rugby Network. Seattle Seawolves at Rugby United New York on Sunday at 1 p.m. on the Rugby Network. And then L.A. Guiltinis at San Diego Legion on Sunday at 7.30 p.m. on You Guessed It, the Rugby Network. So make sure you tune into some of those. Those are obviously as we get into winning time of the season. Um, this is when the playoff implications are are heavy. So a lot of that going on this weekend. Make sure you tune in. we got the Rugby Sevens Collegiate, Collegiate Championships on Saturday at 9.40 a.m. and then on Sunday at 9.40 a.m. as well and 2 p.m. You can catch those on Peacock. We've got the Allianz Premier 15s. we got DMP Durham Sharks versus Gloucester, Harpery Women's RFC, uh, Exeter Chiefs Women versus Bristol Bears Women, Labrador Lightning Women versus Harlequins Women, Saracens Women versus Wasps. I can never say that word. Wasps FC Ladies. And then Worcester Warriors women versus Sail Sharks women. All of those matches are on Saturday at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. You can catch them on premier 15scom Super Rugby Pacific, we got Western Force versus Highlanders on Friday at 1.05 a.m. Crusaders versus Brumbies on Friday at 3.45 a.m. Moana Pacifica versus Fijian Drua on Friday at 10.35 p.m. The Queensland Reds versus the Blues on Saturday at 1.05 a.m. The Hurricanes versus New South Wales Waratahs on Saturday at 3.45 a.m., Chiefs versus Melbourne Rebels on Saturday at 10 p.m. Uh, so that's you can catch all of those matches on flowrugby.com. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, we've got the 2022 Texas High School Championships on Saturday at 9 a.m. on the Rugby Networks so if you want to watch some youngins tune into that. I think that does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Hopefully I got everybody included in that. Now let's go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. The interview with American Raptors prop Jarrett Sitten is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So yesterday I had a great chat with American Raptors prop Jarrett Sitten. Jarrett has only been with the team for about a month, but he's enjoying his time. He scored the 15th and final try for the Raptors last weekend in that win over Seattle Rugby Club. Um, And Joining the Raptors was a huge move for him both personally and professionally, Uh, and I'm certainly rooting for him to do well, and you'll learn more about all that in this conversation coming up in about 10 seconds. So with that introduction, I hope you enjoy this conversation with American Raptors prop Jarrett Sitton. All right, now welcome on to the show, American Raptors prop Jarrett Sitton. Jarrett, how's it going, man?
0: Oh, I was going good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
1: it. Of course. Thank you for joining me. I always appreciate when you guys take a couple minutes out of your day off. Come chat with me for a little bit. Uh, you know, it means a lot to me. So, Jarrett, uh, first question, how's it going?
0: Um, It's going well. Going well. I've I've really enjoyed my time here so far. I haven't been here for long, but the
1: time I have been here, I've really enjoyed it. It's awesome. Uh, I, I jumped the gun. So the first question we usually ask everybody on the show, Jarrett, uh, is can you tell me a little bit about where you're from?
0: Uh yeah, I'm from uh Paulding, Ohio, really a uh, small uh, farm town, Northwest Ohio. Um, a lot different than Denver. That's yeah. for sure.
1: <laughs> that's nice. So, I, I'm I'm lacking on my Ohio geography. So, like, what what like big city is that closest to?
0: Honestly, it's actually closest to uh Indiana City. Okay. It's close to uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. It's probably about thirty five minutes from there. Nice. Next biggest city will probably be. Toledo about an hour and 15 minutes. Nice. So
1: yeah. I, the last Ohio person I had on, I had to ask if they had some strong opinions on Skyline Chili. Do you like Skyline Chili?
0: I like Skyline Chili. It's uh, just, it's, I don't get the appeal, like how a lot of Southern <laughs> Ohio guys have, okay, like people yeah. drive hours. That's for like it. the
1: people like down by Kentucky, right? That's yeah, like Kentucky,
0: the, Cincinnati area. Yeah, that's where okay.
1: it's at. Yeah. I had some friends from, from college that they're trying to educate me on. T- I've never had the real thing. Like I've had the canned stuff at the store, and they've said like every different skyline has like a little bit different like taste, right? That's like, true. See, that's I can't wrap my head around that. That's interesting to me. But anytime you get Ohio got I got asked about skyline chili. So, um, Jerry, you're making the transition over to rugby from football. So you can you tell me a little bit about your football career. Um, where'd you play college football? I know you played on the defensive line, right? You just mm-hmm. kind of talk about. Ah, uh, your college football career. A little bit. Sure,
0: um, I originally played um, at Division two at a Division two school, um, University of Finley. Uh, I went there, and that just it wasn't the fit that I was looking for. So then I eventually transferred to Ohio Northern, um, and that's where I played my uh, collegiate career. At um, very blessed to have incredible teammates, mm-hmm. incredible coaching, an incredible environment around me to help me be the best player I could be. I right. guess best person in general on and off the field. So right. yeah, I played D line there. Um, I was a team captain there. I was I like to think of myself as a good role model and uh, leader there. So
1: awesome! You know. I was looking up your school earlier. You were the Polar Bears. Yeah, we That's were. a Good mascot. I like that. No doubt. I was seeing if there's anybody uh, any notable alumni, but I didn't recognize any names on the Wikipedia. No. Um, Did you play any other sports growing up, or only did you play football?
0: Oh, I played basketball and baseball as well. Oh, nice. Um, I was terrible at basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I was like the Dennis Rodman type, just go get rebounds and go foul people. That's an
1: important part of the team, though. You need people like that on your team. No doubt.
0: No doubt. I like to think so. Yeah. uh, And I played baseball. I was a
1: catcher. Nice. I
0: enjoyed baseball, but...
1: Did you play throughout high school? I did, yeah. Okay. I've... Maybe I'll ask you this question now. So, uh, Caleb Geiger, who was here, you know, last year, Mm -hmm. he's gone on to play for Rugby New York. But he played college baseball. He played one year college football. And I asked him, like, if there was any similarities between rugby and baseball, have you, like, picked up on any of that yet? I know it's kind of like two different sports, but, like, you think you have, like, the, you know, the lateral movements, like, from, Mm -hmm. you know, fielding and base running and, like – you don't run too much in baseball but when you do it's like it's full all speed, very right? sudden like it's yes. sprinting right Yeah no doubt Um and then you know obviously the hand eye coordination and, and all that good stuff but we had a I had a, when Caleb was on I had a nice conversation with him about the similarities between baseball and rugby I just wonder if you kind of picked up on any of those too
0: I can see some of them like especially like when someone's like doing like one of those ground kicks and then like you have to go field that and keep running uh-huh. or like you said, like oh yeah, playing. I didn't even think
1: like fielding a grubber, is like yeah. fielding a grounder. That's no doubt. interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: or um, or I guess anything like with like you said, the lateral movement of just playing defense, yeah, sudden movements of how baseball is, and then with rugby defense, like yeah, yeah I can see a lot of similarities actually. That's interesting. Never thought about that. that I didn't way, think of the
1: grubber thing. That's a good point. That's a, I like that. Um, so cool. Did, so can you kind of tell me like give me the timeline of because when did you graduate?
0: I graduated in the. In May of 2021.
1: Okay, so you've been out for about a year now yeah. of school. So, what has like that timeline kind of looked like? Did you have opportunities to go do other things? Was that something you were trying to pursue? Like, kind of, can you kind of take me through like the end of school until you got here? Like, how sure. did you, this opportunity present itself to you?
0: So, in 2020, in the fall, I didn't end up getting my season, my senior season, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, we were able to have that spring season, which I was very fortunate for. But I felt like there was a lot of unfinished business. So, I graduated, but then. Thankfully, with the NCAA like passing that rule, I was able to come back in the fall and play. So I took a couple classes I feel like would be beneficial for me in my future. There are a couple business classes, mm-hmm. and then I uh, played football as well. And then I also worked on the side, um, you know, utilizing my uh, degree that I you yeah. know, went to school for so long for.
1: Which was for what? Nursing. Nursing. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask you about a little bit about that later. But. Sure.
0: Um, so then I played football um, in the fall, and then after the fall season spring came around and I was kind of just looking for options or whatever it was just a weird spot I guess kind of timeline wise to where I wasn't st- I wasn't in school so I really wasn't I guess wasn't in the mix with like all the football stuff but I was still like around to where I was able to like to go and do things um but I was just really worked trying to reach out to whatever teams I could I reached out to teams overseas teams uh-huh. in the states anything but Um, this opportunity came along after I went to a combine, it would be early March. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, I met some of the coaches that are here now. I met Peter, um, and he was talking to me about rugby and I was thinking, man, I don't know anything about rugby at all. (laughs) And then he's like, but see, that's the thing. Most of them don't, they come here, they learn and they become very good players. And I was like, you know, it may not be the path that I Mm -hmm. originally intended for, but, I mean, who knows? It might be the path that was always right. destined for me. So I uh, decided to come here. And I mean, like I said, I've enjoyed it so far. Still That's a lot great. of learning I had to do, but I really enjoyed it.
1: Nice. Was it, how long did you have to kind of sit on it? Was it like end of March? Like I remember Mark and Peter going out to those combines. Was it, I don't know, a week or two or like how how quick did you decide? Um, I came out
0: for a visit on it'd be like middle of March. And then I kind of sat on it for a while, talked it over with my family. It was kind of one of the things where I've never actually been like, I I haven't been this far West. Uh I haven't been this far away from my family. Um, Like, even my school was relatively close to where I live, so I've always been really close to my family, and that's something that's always been really important to me, but they're saying, like, look, this is an opportunity you may never get again, like, Mm -hmm. playing a professional sport. No, it's not football, but this could be what you're made for. We just just never knew. We never had the opportunity. Um, So, I guess it was kind of one of those things where I kind of sat on it, stewed on it, and then had to get things squared away with back home with work and everything, and then... After that, then I was like, you know, <laughs> let's just do it. And that's cool, let's man. That's the a- faith.
1: It's one thing I've really enjoyed about, like getting to know you guys for the year and a half, the three seasons I've been around. You know, a lot of guys like you that never knew about rugby. And um, there's a guy I've talked about on the podcast quite a bit, but Michael Bandy, who came here last spring, um, played for a couple months and then got an opportunity to go back to the spring league, play some football. And then from there he got picked up. In the last fall, he's returning kicks for the Chargers and oh, wow. like asking him questions about like, why did you do this? Because like that's such that's so interesting to me. And he was essentially like, well, like I talked about it with my dad and my dad has told me like all throughout my life that you take every opportunity that presents itself because that door opens other doors. Right. Or it could open other doors. And no doubt. there's always a possibility like you go and you try and it doesn't work. But like at the end of the day, you can look back on and be like, I tried, I gave it my best. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but that's all we can do. Right. Is no just doubt. Try. Yeah. So um, that's, that's super interesting. And I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, because like you said, you've been here about a month now. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So um, what has, so I guess like when you, when you, be, you know, presented with this opportunity, like did you start looking up rugby? Like did you look up some videos or something like that? Or like what was that kind of what was the process? Like just kind of getting familiar with the sport?
0: Um it I remember the day uh I kind of talked with my family about it and they're like, "You know, okay, that's fine." We sat down, we w- pulled it up on the TV and tried to watch it. Mom's like, "Oh my gosh." Like, "Oh, oh my gosh, this looks kind of dangerous." <laughs> I'm like, "Honestly, it's it's honestly even safer than football." Right. Like the way you're tackling, you stay out, you keep your head yeah. out of things, like the way – like your movements are much different than football where it's just kind of like it is safer. So yeah. then I, after – like actually we watched the video talking about how it is safer um, than mm-hmm. football too, and she's like, okay, well, yeah. My dad's elated over you. So excited. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, This is cool. And I was just trying to just take as much information in as I can because, I don't know, I guess going from football – and I know all the other guys that are crossover athletes can – Attest to this. Going from football, where you feel like you're, you know, the ins and outs, mm-hmm. everything, and you're the top of your sport. That's what you've done for your whole life, right? Exactly. Like Seen
1: from every different angle, like every situation, every scenario, and this is completely new.
0: Exactly. And you come in here, and then you're the new guy. You don't know anything about the sport. It's just it can be overwhelming. So I, I know I did a lot of research, studying, watching as many videos mm-hmm. and as much film as I could of other players, other teams. I didn't know what position I was going to be in. I Mm -hmm. guess I didn't know those (laughs) at the time. I just kind of just watched everything and just tried to take in as much knowledge as I could trying to Mm -hmm. prepare
1: myself for this. A question I don't think I've asked before to anybody, what is – because, I mean, I guess like because it changes so often, right? So this is the third season, like in the middle of the third season. You're Mm -hmm. one of the newer guys. Obviously, there's a lot of other new guys coming in right now. What's kind of the expectation level for you like the from the coaches as you come in? Like what are you expected to know or what like what's the expectations?
0: Honestly, they told me when I came in if I didn't know anything, that's okay. Yeah. Um cuz like this is a whole new world yeah. for me um I I'd like to think that I've learned yeah. decently quickly. Um I've learned kind of the ins and outs, not not enough to say right. I'm even close to being an expert or anything, but yeah. I've, I've learned enough to where I feel like I can, I can definitely uh, share some knowledge if I, uh, was, right. able, if I was asked. Perfect. So, and
1: the, I was going to ask too, like, is it helpful that this is such like a, a program where new people are constantly coming in? Like, does it, it's got to be nice to, there's the guys that, Max, you know, for instance, knows, mm-hmm. been playing for 15 years. He knows a lot about rugby, but no then, no. you know, they're, you're not the only one, right? And even the people on this team that are, you know, experienced have only been playing for 16 months right that's gotta mm-hmm. be helpful right that's gonna be yes helpful.
0: yes it's very helpful because they all know where I'm coming from like there's guys yeah. that have that we're playing football and they came here and then they've been here for a while and now they've learned to love this sport and then they're just trying to instill that love into me and yeah I'm very fortunate for that and always having good resources that know exactly where I'm coming from is yeah it's great you know it's just always something where if I have a question I know I have so many different resources. Yeah. Whether it's the most experienced player, the guy that came here last week, we all may have a different yeah. insight into something that would be helpful for me. Yeah. So,
1: no, that's interesting. That's good. That's good to hear too. Um, so, I guess what about rugby? Are you enjoying so far uh, as a defensive lineman? Like, did you get to carry the ball in high school at all? Or
0: I carried a little bit. I, yeah. for like a little um, stretch, I was like a um, tight end. But okay. Yeah, no, this is great. I love ca- yeah. I love carrying the ball. It's fun. It's uh-huh. something I guess guessing I never thought I'd really <laughs> do, and yeah. here I am carrying it, passing it, all that stuff. It's and you score, so score tries. That's yes. your first try. Yes, that's, that's my good. first time scoring ever. Ever. Yeah, I so. you got
1: pretty excited. There's no oh. feeling quite like scoring. No so. doubt, it yeah. was awesome. That's that's cool, man. Um, is there anything else? Like, I guess has it been? What's been the hardest part of the transition? Has it been the no pads? Has it been just like? All the running, what's kind of been the hardest part about switching sports?
0: I'd be lying if I said it wasn't par- partially some of the running because um, in football it's more of a you go hard for like 7, 10 seconds, then you get a break. This, there's no there's really no break, so mm-hmm. trying to adjust my body to that mm-hmm. is uh been a big transition. But also like, I don't know, just some football like mannerisms that I have, like the way I've always been taught how to tackle and trying to yeah. tackle differently, stuff like that is just – here and there, I see it come up where I'm like, ah, oh, wait, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I got to go, I got to keep my head. See, off.
1: that was my hardest problem. Like I obviously, you know, I played rugby in high school and I played football forever. And that's ultimately why I stopped playing rugby because I could not stop putting my head across, you know, because mm-hmm. that's always how I was taught. It was just like, cut them off, you know, put your head across. But if you do that in rugby, you get your bell rung a few, right. too, too many times. Um, and that puts an end into that really quickly. So, exactly. Uh, I was going to ask you too, like, coming from, you know, you played football in Ohio. It's a big football state, right? Mm-hmm. What has kind of been the difference in like how you interact with the coaches in rugby? Because I feel like that's something a lot of other people have talked about too. Is like in football, it's a lot of like it's more like drill sergeanty, and in yes. rugby, it's more like you're like in a collaborative effort, right? Like yeah. he's more like a co-worker than like a drill sergeant person right is that accurate that is
0: very accurate actually yeah Yeah. (laughs) I guess I've never thought of that comparison yeah no it's it's very cool I mean like I said they don't they really didn't know what to like they didn't expect me to know anything coming here about rugby so they've been very helpful trying to teach me shoot coach Paul yesterday I was we were running some drill and he was grabbing my shirt pulling me where I needed to go (laughs) and uh so stuff like that is super cool. Like they don't get they don't get mad that I'm like if I mess up on something because I don't yeah. know it. They just take that time and go, okay, this is a perfect teaching point, and they educate mm-hmm. me. So the next time or when I'm in a vid- like in an actual game or something like that, then I'll be prepared. Right. So and it's something that's really cool because a lot of times, like you said, with drill sergeant coaches, <laughs> they can just scream at you, and then yeah. you don't learn anything. Right. So you're then you're still
1: sc- you're more scared of getting screamed at again rather than right. like focused on trying to correct the issue or no doubt. that's been my experience at least yeah, no know. doubt like I'm not
0: afraid to mess up because uh-huh. I know if I do mess up I'll get taught and then mm-hmm. I'll do the right thing next time compared to I'm just afraid to do whatever I did <laughs>
1: so I don't right. do it again yeah yeah no, that makes sense um and then another interesting thing about this whole program too has been seeing the way that like guys bodies have changed like I spend a lot of time with Chase obviously mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've you probably you probably haven't but Chase has lost I think he's like over a hundred pounds. Wow! Yeah. Like I was looking through, I went to new Orleans with the XO team for the first match last February. Okay. And I had video on my phone. Chase is kind of like running from the field into the locker room. He doesn't have a shirt on. And it looks like a completely different person. <laughs> like I showed him that a couple of weeks ago and he was like, wow. But yeah, he, he's been on here talking about how much his body's changed. There was a guy last year, Jalen Robinson who um, played at Purdue and, Know, had a few stints in a couple of the pro football leagues and he talked about how i think he lost like 60 or 80 pounds wow. like after just a year of playing rugby it's like have you seen your body change at all since you i know you've only been here for a month but i feel like that might be enough time to start seeing some yeah. stuff because you're moving around at altitude and i'm no sure doubt. you're probably running more than you have in in your previous you know sports so it's true have you seen your body change at all or is that still yeah. something you think that will happen over time.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've seen a little bit of change. I mean, I haven't, I've lost probably about 10 pounds since I've been here. Nothing too drastic. Um, I will say that this altitude is nothing to mess (laughs) with coming from a flat land coming up here. The first like two weeks, this altitude was kicking my butt, Yeah. but I think I've now like turned a corner where I actually, I feel pretty good running. Uh Like I feel like I'm getting my diet in order and everything of that. So I'm excited to see the change that rugby, Helps my body and go from yeah, there.
1: that's awesome. So you you said you're going to Canada this weekend as I am. Raptors get set to take on um, Canada West selects. So I'm gonna be. I gotta ask you when you get back. Like that's gonna that's gonna be like night and day, right? So you've been like no training at altitude that you're literally going down to sea level. So you'll be able to run oh, forever, yeah. right? Like, yeah, totally I guess right on the ocean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll yeah, have to catch up with you when you get back no from that. Doubt. Um. I think that's all the questions I have. Oh no, of course. How can I miss the biggest one? So you talked about being a nurse already. I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more about that. What is your degrees in and and what you were doing, I guess, before you came here.
0: Um, so I have a degree, I have a bachelor of science in nursing. Um, Mm. and I worked at Lima Memorial, um, hospital in Lima, Ohio. I worked in the cardiac, uh, ICU, we called it the heart and vascular unit, the HVU. Uh Um, that's where I did a lot of my, uh, preceptorship, uh, when I was in, in college, my senior year, and then I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the heart. I enjoy all of that. So then I don't think I, uh, I've ever
1: talked to like a heart person before. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah
0: it's, it's There's very complex, very interesting, yeah. but very rewarding. Very yeah. rewarding. We have like a lot of open heart patients, uh-huh. um, like hypertensive crisis patients, like heart failure, anything to do with the heart. We got Mm -hmm. it. We uh, took care of a lot of COVID patients, too. It's kind of interesting to see how, like, COVID affects the heart in situations like that, too. Uh So, all very cool. That's interesting stuff, stuff.
1: So, that's what I was going to say, too. It sounds like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever happens, maybe you you do love this rugby thing, but... You 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 set up for the future no matter what happens with yeah. this. So that's that's good to hear, man. So no I think that's all the questions I had, Jarrett. Um, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate your time. No, Looking no forward problem. to watching you play rugby some more, hoping to see a couple more of those tries and a few more try celebrations out no of you doubt. as we move through the season. So thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with American Raptors prop Jarrett Sitting. Really appreciate Jarrett coming through and talking to me for a little bit on his day off. Um, I know that's a tough one to give up, but um, really appreciate it. hope everybody enjoyed it, and big shout-out to Jared for coming through. So we're going to move into the required reading portion of the show. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert. Gilbert is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all your Gilbert rugby gear. So surprise, surprise, uh, this week's required reading is about the United States being awarded the 2031 and the 2033 Rugby World Cups. Uh, the piece is entitled United States Named Host Nation for 2031 and 2033 Rugby World Cup. It's on usabid.rugby. Uh, so I will, of course, include the link in the article that houses the podcast as well as a description of the podcast. So you can read a bunch of interesting quotes from important rugby people. Um, and you can read all those host cities again if you missed it when I talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, so go check that out. Learn more about this. There's a lot of good writing everywhere if you're really interested. Martin Pingeli, I know, has been putting out a lot of stuff. over the last couple years, so it's cool to see that come to light. So check that out. Go ahead and move into the stat of the week. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So, this is not a super surprising stat. I think we've already talked about it at least twice on this podcast. Uh, but the American Raptors scored 15 tries on Saturday. That's a whole lot. And I'll go ahead and read you the try scoring breakdown. So, we had Line Latu. He scored first. He also scored another one on a disgusting uh, step later in the second half. So, he got two tries. We had Dakota Dixon get one try. Zach Hall got a try. Watson Feliki Tonga, player of the match, had two tries. When I went back and rewatched this match, it's insane how many times Watson touches the ball. He's involved, I think, in at least nine of the tries that take place in this game. He's either setting them up, he breaks the line. He has his hands in it all the time, so that was pretty cool to see. He had a monster game. Daquan Patton talked a little bit about his try. He he scored a nice long one down the side. Mikey Grandy had a nice one as well. Looked like Champ Bailey picked off a, a pass and took it the other way untouched. Probably the easiest try he'll ever score. Nolan Saracini got one. Daytuan Sheridan got one. He did a front flip. That was pretty cool. Jacob Gepner got two. That guy's super fast. Max Dacey got one. This is when you could kind of tell that the wheels were really falling off because uh, they didn't even really try to tackle Max. Isaiah Hutchinson got one. It was good to see him get one. He's a track star out of Nebraska, so it was good to see him stretch his legs for the first time, Uh, shed a tackle too, which is good to see. And then last but not least, the guest of this podcast, Jarrett Sitton, got the last one. He said that was the first time he's ever scored in his life at anything, so that was cool to see as well. He was very pumped up. Um, That kind of does it for the stat of the week. I went a little bit in depth there. Uh, So we'll go ahead and close the show the same way we do every week, and that's by closing it with The Loop. The Loop is brought to you by First Bank. That's the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. So after the Raptors' big win over Seattle Rugby Club, I actually had the pleasure of speaking with former USA 7's captain Madison Hughes, uh, just got his thoughts on the American Raptors as Madison's kind of making the transition into the broadcasting booth. And he's actually called two Raptors matches now. So after he was done last week, I just went up there and introduced myself and chatted with him for a couple of minutes. And uh, you know, I think I got five minutes of audio out of it. So got that transcribed um, in the middle of putting it together in a piece right now. But it should be pretty interesting. He had a lot of cool things to say just about the program. And if you remember, he's been pretty vocal about it on Twitter. He's been. Um, in support, which is good. It's good to see established rugby people like him that have his pedigree, see the the good in the program, and buy into the idea. And he's obviously seen it, you know, live in the flesh twice now, and he, he's seen two beatdowns because I'm pretty sure he's called both of the Raptors Seattle matches. So he's seen almost the Raptors score almost 200 points. Um, But it's cool to get his thoughts, and I'm going to get that out here in the next couple of days, so keep your eyes peeled for that. And when that is ready to go out, I will put it out on Twitter, which is the best place to follow along if you want to keep up with everything we've got going on at the NVR Rugby, and you can follow us on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. So that's the show for this week. Uh, Again, sorry for missing last week. Hopefully this show made up for it. I appreciate everybody for listening. If this is your first time, please subscribe. If you're a long-time listener, please unsubscribe and then resubscribe again. That actually does work. It puts me you know, back in the mix of things. Um, leave a five-star review if you like the show, and if you don't, please don't do that because that will bury me. Um, but that's the show. So thank you to everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the rugby this weekend. I will catch you all back here next Friday, and I mean it this time.